Did you know we live stream the recording of this podcast every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Facebook, Rumble, Twitch, Kick, and X? Come join us. Welcome to the Bullhorn Podcast. I'm Bob and this is John. There you go. My high maintenance co-host, Bob, who does, we always try, we say, let's not do the show before we do the show. And every time we do the show before, we've been talking now for over an hour <laughs> doing the show before we do the show. I, don't, I think I'm, I'm exhausted. It's you called know, show prep. I understand it's show prep, but I think we what we do is we get this show is a very passionate show. I don't know for me it's very passionate like the the things that happen I I'm very passionate. This show goes where the culture goes. Whatever's going on in the culture of America or the world, you know, that's what we talk about. And oh my god, this week I've been so angry and pissed off and aggravated at people because you know what, Bob? I'm going to just say it. America is fucking stupid. The people in this country are fucking morons. Most of them. I would say about 80 million of them are fucking morons. And and the other thing is, we are allowing our kids to be taught by fucking morons to make them fucking morons. And it's got to stop. We got to go back to the mid-70s. That's what has to happen in this country. If not, and it might be too late. I don't know if we can turn it around that fast. America's a big ship, Bob, and you know you can't just turn it on a dime. And sooner or later, we've pussified this fucking country so much that it it aggravates me to no end. I'm blaming participation trophies. I agree. That were a thing. What back in the '90s? Yeah, right. Yeah, everybody, everybody gets a That's trophy. That's when that kind of came around. Because I was I was talking about this the other day with somebody about like I used to enjoy watching NFL football. And now I don't. And it's not because of all the woke bullshit that goes on uh, like before the actual game. I mean, the game is still a game. There's still dudes out there making good plays, right? It's interesting. But the part I hate is that the smallest play, the tiniest tackle, the when you score a, a one-yard touchdown, these guys are celebrating, dancing, doing the Superman where they step real big and tear open their shirt. Roar, look at me what I did. And it's like, yeah, you're doing your fucking job and you're getting paid millions of dollars to do it. Pretend like you've been there before. Pretend like this isn't the very first fucking sack you've ever made in your entire life. When I paint a fucking wall, I don't drop my roller and my brush and go, just knock it off, participation trophy getting motherfucker. That's what that is. They got patted on the head for, oh, you wrote your name where I can actually read it on the top of your page. Good job, Billy. You're down by 21 points, and you they've got the fucking third string offensive line in, and you finally make a, a sack, and, you, and you, you jump around like you just won the Super Bowl. It's fucking ridiculous. I feel the same thing about these idiots. You ever watch a game show, like a, a modern game show, and they're like, you could win $1 million. The contestant starts jumping around on the stage like they've already won it. Calm the fuck down. You just get the opportunity to win it. What you don't realize is that it's rigged so you fucking can't, and that they just want to sell pharmaceuticals in between you putting a ball in the hole. Calm the fuck down. So the thing that's pissing me off the most right now is how the media, the mainstream media news organizations, and the media in general, everyone that we watch, we influence, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna lump teaching in with this as far as high school. It's, it's even starting in, in elementary, high school, and in college. How they are being taught this participation trophy, uh, I guess, mentality. Yeah, mentality. There's the word I was looking. For. Thank you, Bob. That's the word I was looking for. Mm -hmm. Even my own children, they will tell me things like, oh, my God, you know, you can't say that. I said, listen, I can say whatever the fuck I want, because this happened just the other day. 
And you're like, oh my God. I said, how, how do you feel now? What is it? You've been conditioned to be upset about that. Are you really upset? Is it, I mean, are you having any kind of reaction? Did your heart rate go up? Did you want to leave the room? What, what actually happened? They're like, no, no, no. I said, yeah, so nothing happened. You're just conditioned to whenever say, someone says something that's either off color or makes a joke or whatever, your first reaction is, you can't say that. Well, yes, I can. Like Barack Obama did back in 2008. Yes, we can. Yes, we can take this country back. Yes, we can make jokes. Yes, we can make off-color jokes. Yes, we can make jokes about different races. It's not punching down. We can make fun of stereotypes because that's the way it used to be. That's the way it's going to go back. I have had enough. And I don't know about you, Bob, but as far as with this podcast, we're pulling out all the stops. This is going to be like it used to be. Back before all these woke white cunts started genuflexing and making everything offensive. And they also act like we are required to give a shit about their opinions, their viewpoints, and their bullshit facts. Their feelings. I don't care what you think. I don't give a fuck. And you know what? Where I live, my address here, this this is my castle, and I do whatever the fuck I want here. And this podcast, you have to go find it, subscribe to it, download, and listen to it. No one's making you do that. If you find something that we say offensive, you have the right to never listen to us again. Ever, ever, ever. In the history of ever, ever. Pretty much. A woman shot a black guy in Minneapolis who was resisting arrest. She thought she had her taser out, but she didn't. She had her gun out. And she thought she was tasing him, and she shot him in the stomach, and he died. And I'm like, dear black people, Jesus Christ, for the just the sake of this country, please stop resisting arrest. If you resist arrest, your chance of bodily harm escalates exponentially. Stop fucking resisting arrest. Every black guy that got shot and killed, George Floyd, the guy in... Wisconsin, you know, who got shot and is paralyzed. This guy, they all resisted arrest. And I'm going to tell you something. Dear white people, stop resisting arrest because if you resist arrest, you're going to get shot too. It's not about race. But for some reason, you could have five white people get shot for resisting arrest. The, the news media will never even talk about it. I got receipts. Guy goes in, shoots up a supermarket. They're all ready to, oh my God, it's a white guy. Must be. Went in and shot up a supermarket. They find out he's Muslim. Whoop. Story's over. They also found out mm -hmm. that Muslim guy, he drove 30 miles past another King Super to go to that exact store in that exact community because it was a predominantly Jewish community. I didn't know that, Bob. So what you're well, saying was the that media won't tell you. I mean, is there white racism? Yes. I mean, that Dylan... Of course there is. Yeah, the Dylan guy went into the church, sat there, prayed with him, and then pulled out a gun and shot him. That motherfucker should be ass-raped by black men every fucking day he's in jail. They should say, here comes your rape. Oh, we found a bigger guy. It also goes both directions. Racism is a two-way street. It can come from anybody. Correct. Oh, I thought you had something to follow up with that, Bob. <laughs> I can jump down the board and just briefly point out about the Asian guy. Go ahead. Where it's, hey, listen, these, these topics. I'm not even going to open the article. They're just suggestions where we go. There's an Asian guy who walked up to a woman who had just gotten into her car. And she looked up and seen he was standing in her doorway with a gun. And somehow... Basically, long story short, he attacked her in some way. Some of it uh, leads me to believe it was more than that. It was rape or an attempted rape. And he claimed that he did it in retaliation to all of the Asian hate crimes that has gone down here in the last whatever that's been in the media. And it turns out that this woman that he thought was a white woman was Asian. Dumbass. So it's not just white people that can do things based on race, color of skin. So you had an article that you had also, that goes with this story, where how many 
hate crimes against Asians were there last year. Yahoo ran a story. Pull it up here real quick, and I'll just try to bullet point it. It says that white supremacy is the root of all race-related violence in the United States. White people are the main perpetrators of anti-Asian racism. But in February 2021, a black person pushed an elderly Asian man to the ground in San Francisco. The man later died from his injuries. In another video from New York City in March 29th, 2021, a black person pushed and beat an Asian woman on the sidewalk in front of a doorway while onlookers observe the attack, then close the door on the woman without intervening or providing aid. They were all suspended. I don't know if they got fired, yeah, but they were all suspended. This points to white supremacy being the root of all race-related violence. But when you look at the Department of Justice and the FBI data, blacks commit a far higher proportion of hate crimes against Asians than do whites. According to the FBI, there were 205 hate crimes against Asians, of which 46% were committed by whites and 15% by blacks. And for some reason, the DOJ, the FBI's parent organization, says that 52.5% were committed by whites and 23.9% by blacks. So I don't know why their numbers are, are so far apart. The FBI says 46% white people. The Department of Justice says 52.5%. FBI says 15% black and Department of Justice says 23.9. Those are vastly different numbers for the same period. But in either case, using either the FBI or, De or Department of Justice's stats, since whites are 73% of the U.S. population and blacks are 12.7, whites are greatly underrepresented among the perpetrators of anti-Asian hate crimes. Not that I want to win the anti, like in other words, I don't want to feel better because blacks are hating I just don't on like Asians. lies being out there. Right. I, I, to be honest, I, I can't all these hate crimes, uh, white against black, black against white, white against Asian, black against Asian, Asians against whoever. I, it doesn't matter. But this whole thing where you hate somebody just because of the color of their skin, it fucking infuriates me. And I think it is driven by this whole new education system we have as far as anti-racism, which is basically dividing people up by their race and then making it as a class system as, you know, which is the biggest victim. And if you're have any kind of privilege, you know, you're at the bottom and the biggest victim is at the top and all this kowtowing and bowing to the, the biggest victim it has to stop. It doesn't help them. Be, being a victim doesn't help them. In other words, if you take... Because, again, you get this thing about white privilege, which, in my opinion, is a big bunch of bullshit. There's no, no such thing if, as white privilege. And I can tell you... I'll just tell you why. Oprah, Denzel Washington, Morgan Freeman, you know, the uh, half of the... Uh, half of... Three-quarters of the Philadelphia Eagles. Just insert successful black person here. Yes, they have the same opportunities that any other race in this country has. Now, where I will say that we need to do better, and we need to do better, is in neighborhoods that are, you know, predominantly black and and poor. We need to better educate those children. We need to do whatever we can to better educate those children. A lot of their parents aren't the best parents. And I can say the same thing in the in, in white and in lower class white neighborhoods in the middle of the country. Education is our way out of this. That's how we do it. That's how we bring everybody up is through education. And here's the other thing. We can educate everybody the same and there's still going to be stupid people and there's still going to be smart people. But this is how you cannot have a equality of outcome. You can have equality of entry. Okay, you can opportunity. make yeah. Thank you. You can have equality of opportunity, but you can't make it equality of outcome. Stupid story. I'm sure you've heard this before, but I'll tell you what. I almost like I gasped when I heard that an airline now is going to uh, make sure that their pilots are diversified. That there's more black pilots and more women pilots, and I guess more trans. Yeah, pilots. they're making that a priority above right. ability to fly the fucking plane. Exactly. So now I got to work. Listen, I'm not a big fan of flying anyhow. I don't like being 
out of control. If I was flying the plane, I'd be fine. But now I got to sit in a tube with a bunch of other people, and I don't know how. I don't know what this guy's happened. Guy gets on a plane. I don't know how he was. What he did last night. I don't know if he's in a good mood, a bad mood. Is he tired? He's not tired. Is he thinking straight? I have no idea. But now I got to worry about a subclass pilot is there because it's a woman and the woman is black. Now she might be the best pilot in the world, but again, she might be shit. I mean, look at our vice president. Worst candidate they had. She's a step away from running this country. And the only thing that's stopping her is a fucking demented old man who should not be president by any stretch of the imagination. Fight me on it. Is that my cue to fight? Sure. No, I don't mean. (laughs) You've got all of our institutions, John, that are, they're all trying to push for white supremacy being a problem. You've got our education system that is changing their curriculum and injecting their own opinion, just like the media does and calling it news. They will teach your kids white people are bad, racism, racism, racism. They're also telling your kids that they might be trans in school while you're at work, earning the money to pay your taxes, which keeps those schools open. They're telling your kid that, you know what? You might be trans. Have you thought about it? Really? No. You ever want to play with dolls? Well, then you're probably trans. Then you have our corporations who fund all of this shit. They virtuous signal left and right. I mean, Black Lives Matter received over $100 million last summer alone from corporate donations. Um, Then you have our own CDC who came out earlier this week. John, they publicly came out. The director came out and said that racism is a disease and that they were going to divert some of the COVID-19 funding that they had received to help combat racism. Really? How do you do that? How do you take a person's opinion, what they think, and change that? How does that happen? Because I'll tell you what, it doesn't, I'll be 60 this year, and it doesn't seem to work. You cannot, it's very, very hard to change somebody's opinion. And I need to know how much, where are are all these white supremacists? Bob, you and I, by today's standards, we're white supremacists. Because we don't sit there and just genuflect to all races and we don't sit there and apologize for our whiteness i'll put it like this john i am no more a white supremacist than the average black person is a black supremacist yeah exactly simple simple as that simple as that you can judge me all you want and you can think that i dislike others who don't share my same ethnicity but you don't know me you do not know me and here's another thing women You can't do every fucking thing a man can. This woman that shot that guy in Minneapolis, you shouldn't be a cop. She was a 25-year veteran of the force. She'd shot somebody before from what I heard. Now, I have not read up on this. I I heard this elsewhere. She's apparently put a bullet in somebody before, but it it was authorized or okayed, whatever. Yeah, it was a good shoot. It was a good shoot. Yeah. This was, I mean, I talked about this on the last episode of my show, the Boomer Bob show, and I just said that there were two flaws here. Number one, the guy was being handcuffed. I don't care what color he is. I, d- I don't even mention the color of anybody's skin because it doesn't matter. He was being handcuffed by one officer. And for some reason in the body cam video, you see this woman reach in where the cuffs are going on. I don't know why she did it. I don't know why she had to get put her fucking nose in this. this there was a big giant guy, a big old cop was handling the driver of this vehicle and putting him in cuffs. I don't think he was having any trouble. He didn't need her fucking help. I don't know why she reached in there because that's what caused, gave this, this driver of this car, the ability to kind of, you know, break free, jump back in his car in which she took it upon herself to draw her gun accidentally and put a bullet in him. This guy still managed to close the door, start the car and drive off really quickly. Unless the vehicle was already going, I don't know. And he went up the road and hit a tree. I don't know if anybody else was was injured. There, I think his girlfriend was in the car with him. Again, I, I'm. You know what? I used to sit there and go over and figure out all. You know, look at all the facts and everything. And this is being. You know, this goes on so much that I, I just I don't care anymore. I, I don't care if you 
resist arrest and the cops have to pull weapons, the chance of you being killed goes up 10 times. Now, if you would just let the cop handcuff you, put you in the car, then you go and either get bailed. Right now, they don't even, they're not even, like back in the day, you would go in there and then you'd have to post bail. And if you didn't have money for bail, that you would stay in jail. Now, they just, there's no bail. They'll let you right back out again. And then you have to fight in court. Now, apparently, the they said, one thing they said was they said they pulled him over because he had something on the rearview mirror, which was blocking sight, which cracks me up because I have something always on my rearview mirror, whether it's a, I take my mask, my COVID mask, my face diaper, and I put that across my, rearview mirror because when I'm not wearing it, I the sun kills any kind of fucking virus germs that are on the goddamn thing. True. So I leave it on there. And that's where if I have to go somewhere, it's always hanging from my rear. I don't walk out without a mask because there's always one in my truck. All right. So that being said, so oh, and then they said his, his registration was expired and they're like, well, geez, with the way that motor vehicles are now and they're not open and stuff like that, sometimes I, right now I do not have my driver's license is expired. Because the New Jersey uh, Department of Motor Vehicle is only open some of the times. It's open by appointment and it takes forever. And I, it's a picture ID, so I have to go in there. So I'm driving without, I'm driving with an uh, expired license. That sucks. You can't renew it on online? Cannot renew it online. No, you cannot renew it online. Here, you can renew it. I think it's, you can do it online, I think, up to twice. And then after that, there's been too much time. Like, I think it's 10 years. They want you to come in and take a, a new updated photo. Right, right. And and the last time, four years ago, I took, uh, I had a new photo taken. So I should be able to do this. But again, it's the fucking government and their lack of being able to do anything with a, a fucking shred of common sense. See, if Bob and I ran this country, you would be able to do this online. And it would, and again... If a cop is driving behind me and he runs my plates and it says that the owner of this vehicle, his driver's license is expired, he doesn't even, he'll pull me over. And as he's walking up to my truck, he real, he knows that my driver's license is expired. All right. So this is what basically happened with this guy. And also he had a warrant out for having a gun illegally. The guy resisted arrest. She thought she had a taser. She didn't. She had a gun and she shot him and, and he died. Okay. Tragedy. She quit. She has been charged with manslaughter. And now they're protecting her house because they doxed her. So they know where her house is now. So they have to have police. She has to have police around her house. So they, the, the people don't go burn her goddamn house down and kill her. She's going to end up doing some jail time. The point of this is that if he never resisted arrest, this would not happen. There's only one time that I've seen where a guy did not resist arrest. He was shot and killed. It was in Michigan, and it was, his last name was Castillo. I can never remember his first name. He told the cops that he had a gun in the car. He told the cops he had a permit to carry. They said, do, um, you know, show him where it is or do something. And the cop shot him like several times and killed him in the car. And that cop should get the fucking chair because that was ridiculous. I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but in this case, it did not happen. And right now in Minneapolis, they've got the trial going on for the cop that put his knee on the neck of George Floyd and if and, and he's he can't get a fair trial. There's no way he can get a fair trial because they're already rioting in that city over this. If I'm a juror, you think I'm going to give this guy a not guilty verdict and then have them find out that I gave him a non guilty verdict? You know, I'm not going to put my safety and the safety of my family in danger over this fucking fool. None of those jurors will do that. It's the whole country's fucked up. John's hot take. <laughs> hot takes from Johnny Cakes. <laughs> well, you know, like you, um, like you just, you just did some dear black people. I wrote a letter that I want to call dear white people, dear white people. Go and look in the mirror and write down what you see. Now, wad that piece of paper up and burn it in your barbecue grill. Odds are what you wrote down was a list of self-hating descriptors based on the color of your skin. Something you had nothing to do with and shouldn't carry guilt for. 
Have you ever owned slaves? Have you ever committed hate crimes against people based on the color of their skin? Have you personally held a person of color back from any form of progression? I'm going to guess the answer to that is a no. Step away from the books on critical race theory and holster your white guilt. You want to feel empathy for black Americans. I get it. The media highlights every single N-word said by non-N-words and only discusses the white supremacist narrative in every topic from climate change to world hunger and you let them inside of your head. That credit card you used to donate to Black Lives Matter, cancel it. Order a new one with a new number and stay the fuck off of any Black Lives Matter charity websites. Black Lives Matter is a bullshit organization that took a movement with good intentions and made it a gutter for corporations and white morons to dump their money into in order to buy redemption for shit that they had nothing to fucking do with. If you saw George Floyd standing outside the entrance at the mall smoking a cigarette, you'd get back in your car and go park at another entrance. So stop acting like you knew him or had any other connection other than your need to virtue signal. When you go fight the black community's fight, you signal that they can't fight it for themselves. When you yell at cops downtown at a protest, you're taking words out of the mouths of black people. Keep your white ass home and mind your white ass P's and Q's and let black people fight black people's fights. If they need our help, we can be there. But let the black people invite us and stop inviting yourself. In the meantime, if you want to help, don't teach hatred to your kids of any kind. I never taught my daughter the N-word. She learned it from rap music and other kids. Sincerely sick of your shit, Boomer Bob. Well, there you go, Bob. Very well done. Thank you. I think I'm going to talk like this for the rest of the podcast. Rest of the podcast. This is NPR News. Coming up on NPR News, John does another hot take. Bob, do you know who Paige Sporanic is? Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Sporanic's kid. She is. Yeah. Did you ever hear of her before? No. She's a pro golfer? Is she? She is a tall, blonde drink of water with big fucking tits. Well, I don't, I don't watch L, L, what is it, LPGA? The, yeah, the LPGA. Well, Bob, nobody does, to be LGBT quite honest with you. LGBTQ plus IRS yes. and TV, VHS. Yeah. Well, the Masters was, I guess it was last week, and uh, the, everybody's excited because a, a person of Asian descent won the Masters. Oh, goodness. And she said, she put a tweet out that she says, oh, my God, this is fantastic. I cannot wait until next year's dinner because what happens is next year's dinner is put on by the winner of the previous year's Masters. So she said, the menu for the champion's dinner is going to be an absolute fire next year. You know what I hate, Bob? (laughs) When I do your shit? No. What I hate is when you put a story in here and it updates from the last time you saw it and you oh. go to it and it's a completely like different Dif- story. Yeah. This chick's got the big fucking tits like you were talking about. She's but got she's, some big fucking tits. But she's been taking them no acetal pills. And you don't think she's got, and you know what she's got? She's got one of those <sighs> teardrop dumpers is what she's eh, got. I like a little more. You know what I mean? My wife's got that fucking shit that makes you want to smack it every time you fucking see it. You know, she has a podcast. Yeah, it's called Playing Around. Playing Around. I like that. Yeah, but unless she's talking about what orifices she shoves her golf club into, I, it it doesn't interest me. No, I'm not a golfer either. Hey, you gave me a... You, you accidentally gave me a rim shot when you were supposed to. Thanks. <laughs> no, I, yeah, but it was I low. appreciate the accident. I had to put one in there uh, uh, at, the, uh. at the right volume. Yeah, so she has a podcast called Playing Around, and she tweeted... The menu for the champions dinner is going to be absolute fire next year. And everybody on Twitter came for her because that's what people on Twitter do. 
They wait to find something that they can jump on, and they jump on it because that's what they do. That's their entertainment. And she said, it's disgusting how everything gets twisted. I made a comment about how amazing the menu would be next year because I love Japanese food. Most winners create menus to honor where they come from, and I would expect Hideki to do the same. And uh, I'll tell you what, I'm going to say this. I am now a fan of this woman's. <laughs> I don't know anything about her, but she is a tall drink of water, and she is absolutely stunning. Like, uh, I mean, no, yeah. she's she's a nice looking lady. She's at least at. <laughs> I'm just thinking about what you said before we started this podcast, and how you're talking about it now. It cracks me up. I said, "Yeah, I mean, I'd smash, but." I'm a married man, so respectfully, I don't publicly display any desire for any other woman, which, you know, I'm still a guy. I still can appreciate the female form and whatnot. So Sporanic says, I don't care if someone calls me a slut, but to be called a racist is uncalled for. I would never, and I'm honestly so upset about this. Really? You know what you meant. And you know that all these trolls are cunts. If someone went and blew up Twitter tomorrow, like took it down, like they took down Poller, it would be the world would be a better place. Sorry, man, I got this link open to, <laughs> to the New York Post to the story that you're talking about, and the the top box is a, a video, and it moved on to the next story, and it's got this <laughs> this plus size dance crew, some North Carolina or whatever bunch of black girls. They're all fucking big blocks, all right? And they put together like a dance crew, which is cool. I, I dig it, but it's it's there's just something about watching big girl, you know, Lane Bryant chicks fucking dance. It's fucking, it's comical to me. You know what? They, they don't stop shaking until 30 minutes after the music stops. Exactly. I mean, I, hopefully they, they got tax dollars to replace all the concrete that they just cracked. <laughs> they use some biggins. Fuck me. <laughs> Jesus, that's that's that state raised fucking shit, man. I don't mean to be rude, but hey, listen, you know what? They got some moves. They've got you know they got a little bit of rhythm there. Uh, yeah, but it's just I don't know, bro. I don't want to be rude, so I'm just gonna quit commenting on it. But while you're talking, that shit's over here on mute, and I'm just like trying to ignore it. But it's like a train a train wreck, you know. You don't want to look, but you can't look away. It reminds me of the old joke. They were so big. When they danced, they made the band skip. I got a joke for you. Girl, it's actually a riddle. You get stuck. Here we go. This is we're gonna add. You know, it was, you know, it's been a very heavy episode, Bob. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna tell you. Ask you. What's the difference between a lentil and a chickpea? You've never had a, a lentil on your face. I was gonna say I never paid good money to have a lentil on my chest. I was close, but the joke would be, what's the difference between a garbanzo bean and a chickpea they're the same thing oh so that's why you say i've never had a garbanzo bean on my face uh-huh they're the same thing though garbanzo beans to my knowledge and i'm not so i'm the wrong person to be talking to about uh anything culinary but to my knowledge a garbanzo bean and a chickpea are the exact same thing right getting back to the golfer story so they think that her tweet was bad Back in 1997, when Tiger Woods won his first Masters, he got in trouble because this is what he said. You got to pat him on the back and say congratulations and enjoy it, but tell him not to serve fried chicken next year. Got it? Or collard greens or whatever the hell they serve. (laughs) That was a comment made by Fuzzy Zoller, not uh, about Tiger's win. Right, exactly. I don't think you dropped the name in there. Oh, I'm sorry. And then he had it. Then this is my comments were not intended to be racially derogatory. And I apologize for the fact that they were misconstrued in that fashion. I've been on the tour 23 years and anybody who knows me knows that I'm a jokester. It's too bad that something I said in jest turned into something it's not. But I didn't mean anything by it. I'm sorry if it offended anybody. If Tiger is offended by it, I will apologize to him, too. Now, was this backlash back then or was it just brought up here, you know, recently? No, it was, there was, that was back then too. I didn't know that back then we were so woke. Well, it was, you know, it was the fried chicken and collard greens was the the thing. So it's funny. Anyhow, then 
I know. And then Tiger. Well, this was before Twitter. It's funny. If Dave Chappelle said that joke, it'd be on the news. Like, it'd be hilarious. Right. Well, then, you know, well, we didn't have Twitter back then. So, you know, so you'd have to, it would be reported. So then Tiger said, Fuzzy and I had a nice lunch conversation. I found out something I needed to know when it's over. Hopefully we will have a good tournament over time. We will see this incident and for what it was, and it will make better for, it'll be better for golf. So again, we didn't cancel the person, you know, we didn't try to get them fired, get their sponsors to quit them or fire them. It's none of that. God damn, does she got a nice rack on her. Keep your hands where I can see them, John. She is smoking. I wonder how tall she is. You know me. I don't like to do this whole thing about, you know, when we Google and during the show, you know how I hate that. So I won't do it. It's okay. This show, because you're the one doing it, right? She's 28 years old. Oh, she's only five, six. That's amazing. She looks a lot taller and she loves to put those big fucking tits out there. Good gracious. Anyhow. Uh, Paige got herself in trouble, but she clapped back and I'm good for her. Good for her. Yeah. Women power. Just keep golfing, honey. Don't fucking try to get a job as an airline pilot. Right. I love that two handed grip you have. I bet she handles balls really good. Oh, (laughs) Hey chick, come over here and wash my balls. Oh, come over here and, and grab my three wood. Hey, Paige. Can you come over here and show me how to work this one wood? Oh! Oh, I didn't mean to put it in your butt. I shanked it. You don't get that. Have you ever driven a golf ball? Like oh, my God. I've hooked them. I've shanked them. Good gracious. I'm a horrible golfer. Where are we going next? What are we doing next? I don't know. I'm going to have to take a, a mulligan on this one. <laughs> Where do you want me to bust? I don't know. Put it in my sand trap. You know what I hate? I watched... A lot of the Masters tournament. Now, the weekend version. I didn't catch any of it. Whatever was on, like Thursday, Friday, whatever. But I did watch it over the weekend. And I've never cared about golf ever. But I was watching that shit like it was a a fucking Mike Tyson fight for some reason. I don't know why. And I did find one thing that I absolutely hate about golf announcers. They talk real low like this. They can't wait for a ball to go into the water because they want to use that term. Oh, it's in the drink. Who the fuck is drinking? Nobody's drinking that shit, stupid. Just say, oh, fuck, it went into the pond or the water. What? Don't say in the drink, you douchebag. Fucking morons. They all talk like this, Bob. They're in a booth and they're watching monitors. And they all talk like they're sitting on the hole or they're right behind there where you're not allowed to talk real loud during the when the guy's swinging. Nothing's worse than when a guy goes for his backswing and you go, smash it, and it makes him jump. You know, back when I was a kid, we'd drive by the golf course and we would see somebody about to make a putt or something just barely off of the road and we'd yell at him, four, or something like that. They get pissed. They'd fucking fuck you as we're driving by. You know what I just realized, Bob? Golfers are pussies. You know why? Because you got to be real quiet when they go through their swing. You ever play Little League Baseball? When you're up there at the plate, you're getting ready to swing. What are all the other kids doing? Hey, batter, 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 no batter. Hey, batter, no batter, no batter, no batter, no batter. Hey, hey, batter, 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 no batter, no batter, swing. I remember I laughed for like two fucking innings one time. I went to see a Cubs game with my grandfather. We used to go all the time. And I was about 12 years old. So I knew what a rubber was. And the guy up at like, I don't know, three, four aisles up yells, pitcher's got a rubber arm. Well, I thought he said pitchers got a rubber on. <laughs> so I laughed for like two innings and then he did it again. Cause I'm, I'm like, you know, to myself. Cause I, I mean, my grandfather, I don't want him knowing what I'm giggling about. He just thinks I'm having a good time, but I'm over here just giggling like, <laughs> you know, and like two innings later, he does it again. He's, and I actually caught where he said arm and I'm like, oh fuck, man, I've been laughing all this time for nothing. You know, what would be funny. And I think it would add to the golf is as the golfer's up there, the swing, they start doing that to the golfer. In other words, 
As swing, golfer, golfer, yeah, swing. Come on, come on, come on, swing, 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 swing. Hit it, come on, hit it, hit it, drive it, drive it, drive it, drive it. Hit it long, hit it long, hit it long. There's also a, a long drive contest for golfers. In other words, it's just about the drive. And during those competitions, they got rock music and people are there. And, you know, when they hit the ball, everybody cheers. And I mean, there's none of this. Happy Gilmore. Kind of like Happy Gilmore. Yeah. It's a long drive contest. The price is wrong, bitch. Oh, my God. That that um, scene where they fucking. Him and they, Bob Barker. Him and Bob Barker great. fight. That is the funniest, one of the funniest scenes in, in movie histories. It was so interesting to see Bob Barker out of his usual element, you know, being Mr. Gentleman. If you ever read up on the old the Price is Right shows, you can you can see that he didn't give a fuck about anybody on that whole stage. And he kept his eye on the prize. He didn't bother getting involved in the drama. Or one of the girls fell off the stage, was knocked off the stage by a rogue camera and like broke bones and shit. He didn't run over to help nothing. He just like, oh, well, not my problem. Like, I mean, he just, he kept to himself, didn't say hi, bye, nothing, anybody, fuck you, nothing. He just worried about making that paycheck and going to fuck home. Absolutely. Why would you do anything else? You know, getting into sports, you put this up here, you, uh, Jason Whitlock. I had no idea who he was, but uh, mm-hmm. now, again, like this, the the tall golfer with the big, well, she's not tall, the golfer with the big bulking tits. Well, does I, this guy have a giant dick? I Well, I don't know, but he's got some <laughs> balls on him. I'll tell you that. He does. For those who don't know, who basically live under a rock, one of the uh, Black Lives Matter co-founders, uh, which, interesting, her last name is Colors, it's become public that she has bought four homes here recently. There's been some backlash because, well, sports journalist Jason Whitlock, he's at Whitlock Jason on Twitter. He tweeted that Black Lives Matter co-founder purchased a $1.4 million home in Topanga Canyon. Now, I think that's near L.A., Los Angeles, a community with a 1.4% black population. She is with her people, as he says. That got his account locked by Twitter. He talks about it. So let me play the clip. Black Lives Matter, man. Uh, black Lives Matter has gotten you and I in trouble with Twitter over the last couple of days, man. Uh, first of all, man, are you still in Twitter jail, man, or did you get out yet? I'm still in Twitter jail because I won't post bail. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I won't post bail. I'm not sure if I'm going to post bail. You know, they, they, because for Curtis, we did nothing wrong. Yeah. And so I'm not running to go post Twitter bail when I did nothing wrong. Now, what he means by post bail is after they locked his account, Twitter emailed him and it was like, hey, you know, we need you to take down this tweet that you made. And it was the tweet where he talked about, you know, Black Lives Matter founder. Buys $1.4 million home in Topanga, which has a black population of 1.4%. She is with her people. And then he included some link, right? Well, here's what happens. Have you ever been in Twitter jail? I had my account locked for like 12 hours because I called somebody a cunt. Right. So same with me. Well, I've actually had one account. I've had one account suspended. And the first thing that they do is they say before the countdown starts, you have to remove the tweet. Now you can appeal it. Right. But if they come back and say no, you have to remove it. And that's before that count will not, the countdown will not start until you take the tweet down. The same thing with the New York Post when they did the story about Hunter Biden and their account got locked. All they had to do was take the tweet down. And right. within 12 hours, it would, but the New York, uh, New York Post wouldn't do it either. They locked him out of his account. They emailed him requesting that he removed the tweet. He declines and Twitter removes the tweet on their own and then I guess unlocks his account and then claims that he reached out to them and that they worked it out, which is a lie on Twitter's end. Now he then tweeted, they put his tweet back up. So he retweeted it and said, never apologize to these satanic motherfuckers. Never stand your ground, stand on the truth. Now he did type out motherfuckers when I seen it. Now it just says M effers. So, right. So again, Dear black people, these are the people that you need to start emulating. This person, Candace Owens, the Hodge twins, Larry Elder. These people will uplift you 
and it'll stop racism because they're not talking about racism all the time. White people do it too. All ethnicities do it. All right, oh, well, fair point. they're the same color as me. So I guess I'm supposed to agree with them. And that look, this guy called out black lives matter. He's like, it's a bullshit organization. He goes into that more in this particular interview. This was an interview. I don't, I guess he's a, a regular on there, or I don't know if it's his show. It's, um, it's Schoon, S-C-O-O-N TV, Schoon TV, one word on YouTube. I found it funny that it was Schoon. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first thing I've seen. I was like, why would you call your shit that if you're black? I, I don't know, but Schoon TV, I can't stop saying that now. But anyhow, I, my bad. They were talking about the 20 year old Dante Wright, another unarmed black man, was killed by the police during a traffic stop. Yeah, he was unarmed, but he was resisting arrest. And again, she shouldn't have shot him. But okay, what if he takes off in his car? What if he takes off in exactly. his car and then has an accident and kills three people? The cops can't win anymore. Tim Poole said this the other day, and I agree with it. Everybody on the Minneapolis police department and cops all over major cities should all quit should all quit okay you don't want us to you don't want us to do our job fine we're gonna quit it'll take 24 hours before they're begging for cops to come back begging there were two of them that did quit the mayor fired what like a city planner of some sort and then the didn't the police chief also quit the police police chief quit the city planner was fired because he said, Bob, he said the horrible thing that this woman cop deserved due process. I know. That, the horrible thing. Like, in other why didn't they just take her out back and shoot her and kill her? In other words, is that what they want here? We cannot have mob rule. Well, that's just it. They're not doing things based on common sense, the right thing to do, et cetera. They're doing it to virtue signal. And because they're, well... We don't want them to burn down buildings. Guess what? Guess what? They're going to burn them down anyway. It's just an excuse. You know, if you watch any of these, any of these videos live from the riots or whatever you want to call it from the quote unquote protest, you see a, a bunch of guys out there, they're live streaming on YouTube or Twitch and all this shit. They got their PayPal. They got their Venmo. They got their, their cash app handles right there. So you can donate. This is, they don't. Nobody cares about this Dante Wright. They don't care about him. They're going to capitalize on this however the fuck they can. All of them. The ones that are breaking into buildings and stealing shit. The ones who are out there live streaming it. The corporations that are quote unquote backing it up. It's all about money. They don't, nobody cares. Nobody gives a fuck about this kid. Except maybe his mama. The stores that were looted and damaged were damaged back when George Floyd was killed. Yeah, I know. The, the, the same stores, they did, they got hit again. And this cunt, Chelsea Handler, this unfunny cunt, who another one who fucked her way to the top, her Twitter account, I swear to God. Here we go. Stop normalizing the word accident to describe black people being killed by the police. Here's another one. Why would any person of color ever comply with police officers when there is a 50-50 shot they're getting accidentally shot? That's just a fucking lie. Are cops being given some extra incentive for every person of color they kill or permanently paralyze? It seems like it. Welcome to America. God damn it. It's propaganda shit like this. And, sh and you know, here's the, the worst part about it is this unfunny cunt thinks that this is actually true. She believes this shit. I got to say that if you don't like the way America is, you have a, a way of changing it. And, you know, we have to go back to that. But the problem is that what we need to do is stop looking at race. It, it needs, again, you need to start treating people as people. Like not as a black person or as a white person or as an Asian person, but as a person. And to me, I always pride myself even, listen, I'm going to tell a racial joke if it's funny. And, you know, if you want to tell a white joke or a fat joke or or any kind of, as long as it's funny, I'm all over it. I think it's, uh, you know, the darker the joke, the sweeter the laugh is the way I look at it. But to sit here and try to take and make, they say that they're being kinder and gentler, but they're not. This is all a big giant power grab. That's what this is all about. We need to go back to having the police do what the police do. In other words, 
If there is a police shooting and all of a sudden it's free TV day in that town at your local Walmart or whatever store, we need to go in there and send all the police in there, National Guards, everybody in there, and stop that shit immediately. Go in, arrest them, and then, you know what? We'll build another prison. We'll build a big prison and we'll put all the rioters in there. We'll even call it rioters prison. And that shit will stop immediately. Because they know right now that they can go in there and carte blanche, loot, steal, get a new TV, get a new pair of sneakers, and nobody's going to do a goddamn thing about it. And that shit's got to stop. I don't care what happens during that George Floyd trial, whatever the verdict is, there's going to be rioting. It just depends on how much and how much we're going to put up with. Well, yeah. Dude, anything, any reason now, any excuse, they actually... Whenever this happened, I think it was night two, they actually told the cops to basically stand down. No tear gas, no rubber bullets, none of that stuff. Stand down. Then every business in that area should pull the fuck out. Pull the fuck out because if the law enforcement that they pay for with their business tax dollars and their business you know, licenses and all that stuff, if the law enforcement isn't going to practice due diligence to protect and to keep these fucking businesses from being burned to the ground or broken into whatever, then these businesses should fucking leave. I agree with you. But where, you know, again, what are you going to do? You're a business owner. You live in in uptown. You've got roots. You've got a home. You've got kids in school. And then what are you supposed to do? And insurance companies aren't stupid. They're in there to make money. Walmart, Target, AutoZone, all them, they can leave. Uh, Yeah. But again, they have, think about all the people they employ. Target, Walmart. Hmm. Oh, well, collateral damage, John. I'm telling you right now what I would do is the next time this, there was a riot, I would take and send in the police with those big fucking riot sticks in riot gear and put a can of whoop ass on them and cuff them all up, get those uh, and they're zip not tie cuffs, that. zip them all up, put them all, get a big giant bus, get a bunch of them. And get them down there and get them all on a bus, get them all in the jails, get them all processed, and then let them all try to get lawyers and make it more painful for that. And and don't, and don't worry about the backlash. And I would, if I was the chief of police, say, listen, my job is, is to protect the community. And businesses are part of that community. And just because something happened doesn't mean you get to break laws. Because there, if this police officer did something wrong, then they will be fired, disciplined, or whatever. But that does not give you a chance to go out there and riot and cause damage and hurt people. That shit stops now. And whenever it happens, this is what's going to happen. So if you want to take your chances, come on out, because we are going to do our jobs from now on. This shit would stop immediately. I would appreciate it if you would refer to what's going on up there as a peaceful demonstration. It's Hey, listen, a peaceful demonstration is where people march and there's no windows broken. There's no rocks thrown at cops. No cop cars no, are destroyed. No, Don't stop me. No, when, no. when there's damage to property and, and stealing and looting and robbing, that is not a peaceful protest. That is a fucking riot. And the police chief called it a riot, and the people in the press are saying, that's not a riot. Oh, that's not a riot. It's a protest. Oh, don't call it a riot. And the cop's like, it is a riot. It's a goddamn riot. So you're saying that the actions and the events that take place defines what it is. Yeah. Yeah. That common okay. sense. Well, yes. you're wrong, John. No, I am not wrong. You're not gaslighting me, Bob. I am not wrong. If you're going to march to the Walmart park and not hold up signs and have a demonstration and speakers and stuff like that. That's fine. That's, that's protesting and that's protected under the constitution. I have no problem with that. But then you turn around and run into the Walmart and start taking out shit without paying it. That is a fucking riot. It's a fucking crime. And it needs to be dealt with, with police and not with kid gloves. Please put that back. This is the shit we did with our kids. Okay. God damn it. When I was a kid, if I acted a fool in the store, I got my ass whooped in the fucking store. Or or if they had to wait to get home, I got it worse because they, they got time to plan. Nowadays, if a kid has a fucking tamper tantrum in the store, they sit there and they drag them around and they let that fucking shit continue and they don't discipline their children. This is exactly why we have the problem we have right now because these a generation of 
children that were not disciplined, that didn't have a foot fucking put in their ass when they should have had a foot put in their fucking ass. Now they're adults, and now they think they can get away with things. Well, the fucking buck stops here, and if since you didn't get disciplined when you were a kid, you're going to get some fucking discipline now. Because that's what a society, civilized society is. It's disciplined. These days, a kid starts making noise while they're in the fucking cart, like at Walmart. They run over and grab a toy off the shelf real quick. You know, here, play with this. It's like, no, fucking tell your kid, shut up. I got to get food. Do you want to eat this week? I got to do this. I don't have nobody to take care of your ass. So I got to do this. Shut up. Now, to correct you, the definition of a riot is something white people do. The definition of a peaceful protest or a peaceful demonstration is whatever is done on behalf of black people. That is bullshit. That is not true. That is a lie. I know people are trying to make it like it is the truth, but it is a lie. And I am not wrong. I don't care what color you are. You don't think there's white people in there getting new sneakers? You don't think there's white people running into those Walmart? I said on behalf of black people. It's done on behalf of black people. It needs to stop. And it needs to stop now. Well, until white people or whoever start the next time a, a white person is shot by a by a cop, no matter the color of the cop, we need to do the same thing. You need to stop resisting arrest. Stop resisting arrest. I don't go resist. with the police. Go and they will not kill you if they let you, if you are allowed to be cuffed and put in a cop car. And taken to the police station, you will not be killed. Don't resist arrest. I don't care what color you are. Stop resisting arrest. If you resist arrest, there's a very good possibility that you could die. Stop it. Don't allow these criminals who resist arrest to be a reason to riot. This is ridiculous. Even if you get away, even if you're able to, I don't know, jump in your car and drive off. Or you're able to just, you know, run through a yard and get away on foot. They got helicopters. They got cameras all over the place. They got a thousand other cops that'll hunt your ass down. I mean, when has that ever worked out? Never. Never. If you're in your car, you're just going to risk killing a lot of people. You're going to damage a lot of other property, cars, whatever, put other lives at risk. And they're still going to get you. In the late 70s, early 80s, when I started driving... We used to say back then, you, you might be able to outrun a cop, but you can't outrun the radio. So in other words, is once they get your license plate or once they get the description of your car or which way you're going and other cops are coming to you, you can't outrun that radio. I didn't really get my ass whipped a lot when I was a kid, I guess. I don't know if it was a case of my parents just didn't do that or by the time, you know, I was the baby. So by the time they got to me, they were kind of over it. <laughs> but I did have friends that... Their parents would be like, get in here. I'm going to whip your ass. And they'd be like, no. And they would oh, yeah. you're making it worse. That's all you're doing. Keep fighting it. Now you're really going to get an ass. I was just going to swat you, but now you're going to get a full on cocked hand across the ass. Now your pants are coming down. It's going to be on bare ass skin. And every little bit of fucking pushback, it gets worse. Uh, yeah. Oh, and that's the other thing. If you resisted that. You got it more. Like if you sat there right. and just took your ass whooping and it hurt, you didn't get it as bad. When they go to like swat you on the ass, if you put your hand back there, Ooh. they're going to keep smacking <laughs> until they get nothing but ass. So you might get your hand slapped 15 times, but it's that one time that your hand's not in the way that they connect their palm to your ass. That's when you're done. So just let that one swat happen and move on. My mother was all of 5'2", weighed about 105 pounds, soaking wet. And when she went to whip your ass, if you put, because when you said that, that I had a flashback. When <laughs> she would get you over your knee and you put your hand back there, she would put you in an MMA hole where you would be paralyzed <laughs> and you couldn't move. And she had one hand free. And whatever she had in that hand, she would tear your ass up. No, no tapping out, was there? No. Scream, <laughs> no more, no more, no more, no more. All that shit. Yeah. yeah. Those mothers had fucking MMA chokeholds or whatever they had. And you would be fucking paralyzed. You could not move. You couldn't squirm. And good God, I'm telling you, I did. I had a flashback when you said, put your hand back there. I was like, oh, no, you don't do that. 
And that's what you get when you resist. Even if you only verbally resist when you argue, I don't have to give you my license. I don't have to tell you my name. I've seen those assholes, their fucking videos acting like they're all Mr. Above the law bullshit. Like, oh, I, I know my rights. No, just give me your fucking license. Give me your insurance card. Keep your hands on the wheel and shut the fuck up. Okay. If you, if you disagree with the ticket, you're not going to get it thrown out there. You go to fucking court. All right. And you, and you tell the judge, make this cop look like, like he was in the wrong in front of the judge. Then if you're right, the judge will reprimand the cop. So again, I'm going to go back to the, where when you sit there and a cop and a cop pulls you over. Yeah. You can, listen, this America, you're free to give cop shit. If you want to, you want to roll down your window a little bit. All they're going to do is waste your time, bring other cops, bring a fucking dog. Then the dog, you know, and if the, you got a cop there, that's not a good cop. Now you're in a fucking boatload of trouble. They did that to that guy that they had pulled over. He was a military guy, and they ended up pepper spraying him and everything. And and that was horrible. I mean, why is it going to be like that? It, it really shouldn't. If you're polite and you conform and you give them their license and, you know, whatever you did, you get a ticket. I, I don't know if it was on this podcast I talked about this. Um, I was I pulled up to a, it was like 2 o'clock in the morning. I was coming back from playing poker or something. I pulled up to a light. And it was dead red. I looked both ways and went right across the street. And I saw a cop in the parking lot and I pulled right over. And the cop walked up to me and I had both my hands on the steering wheel and the wind down. And he says, do you know why I pulled you over? I said, yeah, because I'm an idiot. I stopped at that red light. I looked both ways and pulled straight across. And he says, have you been drinking? I said, no, I was playing in a poker tournament. And I said, can I get my license? It's right up here. And I gave him my license and he let me go. Now, if he gave me a ticket, should I get pissed off? No. Why? Because I ran a fucking red light. No, because you fucked I up. I ran a red light. Yep. I was stupid. Now, I'm going to break it down just to tell a little story. Straight out the box from the gangster category. I was on my way into work one day and there was a uh, cop. He was outside of his car, had the radar gun. As I went by, he pointed at me and told me, you know, did one of these. So. I could have just kept going, but you never know. Could be another car on up the street to catch the ones that don't pull over. And they're probably going to get it worse. So I went ahead and I pulled into that lot that he was in and I drove over to him and Mm -hmm. he had clocked me doing 35. Right. And I was like, okay. So he wrote me up for doing 35 in a school zone, which is 25. And I said, well, okay, I'm not going to argue this with the cop. I'm not going to argue this with the cop right now. Because once these cops make up their fucking mind, you're not talking them out of it. They're, they are infallible. All right. They, they are like God. So I went to court and I presented my case. That cop had to be there in court too. Cause I took it to court and the judge was like, so the officer has you here uh, doing 35 in a school zone. And I said, yes. The judge was like, okay, so what's your argument? I said, well, can you note the time? of the offense on the ticket said uh 6 44 a.m i said right now where was that at that was on drake avenue okay yeah what school zone starts over there before 7 15 in the morning back then they didn't have the lights that blinked and flashed above the street to tell you that there was a zone so it was basically it was 30 minutes before there was a fucking school zone at all so i said can you tell me what school zone over there starts before 7 15 none of them do the judge said, yeah, none of them do. Also, how fast was I going? The he wrote down uh, 35 miles an hour. I said, right, I was doing 35. What's the speed limit on Drake Avenue on, on that particular area of Drake Avenue? It's 40. Said, yes, it is. I said, so I shouldn't have been given a ticket, right? I mean, I could have just kept going. I was doing nothing wrong. And this cop pulled, just pointed at me. So I didn't run. I did the right thing. I pulled over. I took the ticket. Here I am. And the cop said, you know what? You're right. Uh, officer, please remain. I'd like to talk to you later. In other words, the judge took him in the back and gave him a fucking tongue lashing for writing dirty fucking tickets. Cause I wasn't the only one that he pointed at. He pointed at a couple more while I was fucking there. They were just lining up and I guarantee he, he did the same thing to them, but they didn't fight it. I fought the law and the Bob one boomer. Bob won that shit. Goddamn right. Hey, when I'm right, I'm fucking right. And I will stand my ground. Bob fought the law and Bob won. All right. Well, listen, let's end the show on a high note. I got a new game we all want to play with you. It's called Two Lies and a Truth. I'm going to give you the headlines of three stories. 
And I'll read. If you need some more information, I'll give you more information. And what I want mm-hmm. you to do is pick the story that is true. Now, All right. I'm going to take a chance that you haven't seen the true story because you'll be able to I pick it I haven't looked at any of this. I understand that because what I did was I put this on another board that I have that says, not for Bob's eyes. Aww. All right, here we go. Here's the first headline. New Jersey brother and sister allowed to marry after 10-year-long court battle. That's story number one. Story number two. China. New controversial law makes sex toys of non-Chinese size illegal to stop exodus of young women. That's title number two. And title number three, Bush Beer offers $20,000 for canine chief tasting officer to sample dog brew. And I have to pick the one that's real? Yep. I'm going to go with the Budweiser one. You are correct, Bob. God damn, I'm good. You are good. I, You know, I thought... <laughs> so, at first I read the beer story. I said, that can't be fucking true. Dude, my dog loves beer. The makers of Bush Beer announced that they are seeking a very good boy or girl to make $20,000 by serving as the chief tasting officer for dog brew, beer made for dog. Anheuser-Busch says it's inaugural batch of dog brew and alcohol-free beer that actually made from bone broth sold out within 24 hours last year. And it is now looking for a canine chief tasting officer to help expand the line of offerings. The dog will be paid $20,000 for the role and will be responsible for taste testing, quality control, fulfilling duties as an ambassador for the product. The dog will also be a featured creator for Bush's social media channels. So, Buds McKenzie. God damn, I'll tell you what, that, whoever thought of that is a genius. Beer for dogs, because you know how people, you know how you are about Jake. You're going to get yourself I, a I beer? I love my dog. Yeah, you're going to go out there and get yourself, you get your dog a 12-pack of uh, Bush dog beer, dog brew. Fuck that. He he can just drink the bottom of mine. (laughs) I don't drink a lot. I've had the same 12-pack of beer in there for like two months, and it's probably whittled down now to like six or seven. But when I do and I'm I'm outside where I can, you know, pour him a little bit on on the old concrete, he'll fucking lap it up like crazy, man. Can't wait for it. Well, you know that you've got these hipsters that are into all these micro brews and all this mm-hmm. other shit, you know that they will definitely be buying their dog dog brew because that's, you know, part of the, oh my God, I got, he really, you know, they, they got this dog brew. The next thing you know, there'll be black and tan dog brew. There'll be yep. light dog brew for f- fat dogs. Yeah, but there's not going to be any alcohol in it. That's going to suck. <laughs> Were they going to like ask your dog's ID? All right. How old is he in dog ears? He's got to be at least three to drink beer because that'd be 21 in dog ears. Well, this will start microbrewers brewing dog brew. Yeah, I think it's cool. Yeah. I like it. Bob, we've done it again. We've said it all. We've done it all. And I did it without wearing pants. I actually put on shorts because I was, when we went to do this, Bob says, are you ready to go? I just got out of the shower and I put a shirt on. I said, am I going to do this show with pants or not pants? And I said, well, you know what? Let's go with pants. All right. Well, thank you very much for listening. And uh, as usual, I'm just going to play where, where you can get a hold of us. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Bullhorn Pod. Any questions, comments, complaints, you can call the voicemail number 856-599-8558 or email us at bullhornpod at gmail.com. And also, if you can't get enough of just the bullhorn, you got to check out the Boomer Bob Show. Go to your podcast player and search the Boomer Bob Show. Bob puts a show out every week, and I quite enjoy it. You know what else you got to check out? What's that? These nuts. <laughs> got <he. laughs> I fall for it every time. Take it easy, everyone. That's it? We're just getting into it.